0: fat burners, stretchy pants, and stupid acronyms. Sup, bro? You want to Metcon snatch this AMRAP OHP water or what? Three men rise from out of the ashes to face the tsunami of misinformation threatening the very way we live. My friend Janice told me she lost 50 pounds juicing acai berries and eating only donut sprinkles. Their last hope was to join forces and face it together against all the odds. Now you ready? Teaser time! Ramp water! Coming this fall to a gym near you. Mind Pump. Rated R for explicit dad jokes and triggering political views.
1: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts. Sal DiStefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode. Ooh. Oh
2: <laughs> I, I wanted you to jump in with like a, yeah. like a
0: in this episode. Well, this oh,
3: has okay. so, like opera or what are we doing here? Yeah. Well, this one have had uh, Justin's new commercial. Is that going to be attached to this one? Oh, oh, so man. they've already heard it though. Oh, yeah. It's already been through. This the Super first time epic. I've actually get- I love when he does this. He's so dude. good. I love Justin, you're so good. Stop it, you guys. Yes. Yeah, you're stop. so good.
2: Yeah. Uh, so for the first 43 minutes, we do our introductory conversation. We talk uh, about CrossFit. It's the first thing we talk about. Hey. Curves. Uh, we talk about them. We talk about Natural Orange Theory Fitness and other gym businesses that explode and then fall. So mm. <laughs> those are all all those are in the category of uh, fitness trends that we see as exploded. And, and at some, part, fall. And some point, they fall. Then we talk about the benefits of dietary cholesterol. Yes, it seems, uh, it seems to be that dietary cholesterol may be a very anabolic nutrient, what? something that helps you build muscle strength. We can eat cholesterol? You should eat cholesterol Ooh. if you want to get stronger and build more muscle, according to the studies that I quote. Uh, then we talk about Adam's vitamin D test. As much as he loves the D his vitamin D levels seem to be low. Uh, uh-huh. Yes, he caught it
0: when he wasn't listening. It's, that's what happens. That's yeah, great. <laughs>
2: according to his Everly Well test, his D levels were a little low, so he's gonna. So Justin's gonna give him more D. Yeah, uh, but there so, are. I got, I got your back. There are more tests that are oh, coming easy. out from yeah. Everly Well. <laughs> they have a vitamin B test coming out, a folic acid test. I'm a giver. They also have hormone tests on there, food intolerance tests. Uh, if you go to EverlyWell.com and use the code Mind Pump, you'll get 15% off any of these tests that you could do at home without a prescription. Then I talk about Four Sigmatic and their new adaptogenic coffee with ashwagandha uh, and with Siberian ginseng, uh, ginseng, also known as Ulithro Root. It's a good product. If you go to foursigmatic.com forward slash mind pump and use the code mind pump, you'll get a discount. By the way, Four Sigmatic is spelled F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C. Then we do a little election wrap up midterms just happened who mm. won the democrats the republicans i'm not sure the biggest losers the voters we all lose yeah hey, every <laughs> time then adam brings up a study one of the rare times he brings up a study and of course <laughs> it's a study that shows how single people <laughs> so much happier than married people <laughs>
0: yeah then, looking out for my single so people out there, there. yeah, yeah. it's don't okay know. don't let them pressure yeah. you then we talk the sky about is blue
2: another study about exercise and healthy offspring and then we reminisce on the day, the first day that we beat our dads at strength.
0: Oh, such our, a sad, sad day. It was a sad day. Yeah.
2: Then we get into the questions. The first but question important. was, uh, what could be the cause of knee pain with, when you squat and how do you fix it? If you have knee pain when you squat and you want to be able to do the king of all exercises, he, we give you some tips on how you can correct that so that you can squat and get them gains. The next question was, uh, if we can change one thing in the environment that would make it easier for people to engage in healthier behaviors, what would they be? Of course, we come up with great answers because we have all the answers. Yeah. The next question- More bears. Next question was, what do we mean by when we say active muscles? This person's professor says that it's impossible for muscles to sleep. He loves semantics. It proves his intelligence. It also shows that his ego is slightly fragile- we talk about what we really mean when we talk it's about active ego. and underactive uh, muscles and what we mean when we say things like sleepy butt syndrome. And the final question, we give away what we think is extremely sexy that the opposite sex will wear. What do our girls wear that just instantly turns us on? And yeah. then what do we wear?
0: Get a little steamy in here.
2: That turns them on. Uh, Justin talks about what turns on Adam. That was kind of awkward. Yeah. Listen to that part of the episode if you want to hear the awkwardness. Easy, easy. Finally, this month, 50% off Maps Anywhere. By the way, the Maps Anywhere has been redone, reshot. So it's new videos, new exercise demos, new blueprints. To celebrate, we've cut the price in half. Mm. Now, Maps Anywhere is our only Maps program that utilizes almost no equipment. All you need are resistance bands, and you could do this workout anywhere. You could do it at home. Do it at work. Do it on the road. Uh, It also comes with what are called amp sessions. So if you're advanced, you can ramp up the intensity. This program is appropriate for everybody, beginner, to advanced, extremely effective, half off. All you got to
0: do
2: is go to mapswhite.com and use the code white50, W-H-I-T-E, the number 50 without space, at checkout for 50% off. And if you have any questions about our other MAPS programs, because we have a lot more than just maps anywhere we have programs for athletes programs for bodybuilders and so on just go to mapsfitnessproducts.com.
0: the worst part is i know some of my friends from high school that just like started a with gym like Why? Why? are you late, late now me? so late but they just
2: opened to curves <laughs> <laughs> i heard about this new trend
3: oh People right. have been asking me about that with like uh, Orange Theory and stuff, and I was like, you know, You're I st- late to the party. I think you could still still be okay if you get OTF because they're so. I mean, they're just fucking going right mm-hmm. now. How many more years
0: do you you anticipate on that? You know,
3: when I when I was there, I I predicted five. But to be honest with you, when I see I mean they, they're just now making it onto like Monday night football uh, advertising. So they got a lot of gross. Stuff. Yeah, they're they got they still they're still fucking killing it right now. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and say they're still on the upswing. They yeah, they're gonna have a they're gonna have a curves run, dude, which yeah. was probably a decade, right? Well, especially if they keep evolving curves the
2: franchise. Ex- exploded in it it's like a six or seven year period and but it, then it started to dip. Yeah.
3: I think it. Look that up. I'd love to see that. I bet you curves ran for at least ten, fifteen years. Out like before.
2: the whole the, the growth and then yeah, the, just
3: like killing it. Still, I
0: don't yeah. think they. It started. was
2: short, bro. Don't you remember? It was no, like within a matter of, of years. They had them
0: everywhere. Like it didn't really matter location. wise there was like three of them in the same shopping center. I remember one time, dude. It's like they're fucking everywhere. I'm
2: a, I'm a Google right now. Curves growth. Yeah, and, curves business. Oh no, I've looked. It's all. Don't let your child fall off the growth curve. No, that's not what I'm looking. For. <laughs> Anyway, I think it, you, you may maybe right, but it was short, right? It was a short like fast growth. Yeah. Oh, it was I mean it was peak fa- and then it started to drop. It was it's yeah. fast just like
3: orange theory. I mean, orange theory is- Well,
2: let's look at CrossFit right now. CrossFit I think in the states is starting to decline or yeah. flatten out. How has the CrossFit growth Curve been did it, okay, was it so, been 10 years.
0: I know. I wonder, like we said, I think uh, like our own area, I've definitely seen a lot of them already like going away.
2: Oh, it's flattened out, yeah, and it's starting to go down in terms of locations in the yeah. U.S. It's interesting to so, watch. Listen, it says, uh,
3: international fitness franchise co founded by Gary. Da, 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 1992, October 2006, curves was said. So, in 2000, so they went from 92 to 2006, bro, was their peak. So, they did run, bro, they huh. ran for eight, eight plus six. So, what's that, 14. So mm-hmm. there's a 14-year run. Curves was said to have over 10,000 locations worldwide with 7,848 of those locations in the United States. Now, as of November 30th, 2017, so last year, Curves lists 576 franchises.
2: Wow, they went from 10,000 to yeah. 576. Yeah. Dude! You know what's funny? Dude! I almost bought one. And you know why I did it? That would have been funny. Can you imagine like Sal running one of those? Yeah, I almost uh, did too. <laughs> Do you know why I did it? Yeah. I did not because I saw the business model, saw their equipment, and I saw the people who were buying curves. The people who were buying and opening curves were not fitness people. No. One opened up. This, and it is, was, what's ha-
3: this is what's happening at OTF right now.
2: I know. One, exactly. It's people jumping on the bandwagon. It starts yeah. to get removed. One opened up, and I remember um, uh, they were up for sale. I went and looked at it, and I talked to the lady, and- She was obviously didn't work out, um, and I talked to her about her fitness history, and she didn't have any fitness history, and I'm like, well, why did you buy a a Curves? She's like, well, I took some classes, and I really liked it, and then I started reading the numbers, and I thought it would be a good investment. So that's exactly Uh what was
3: happening at OTF So as I was there, and and that's not to knock them. Those are smart business people. I mean, they see the writing on the wall. They Mm -hmm. see the growth of it. They're very business savvy, and they're like- Fucking throw my name in this hat, dude. Yep. So that right. that's what's going on. The smart
2: is- people bought them, took advantage of the growth, sold them for more as people were excited about it and got the fuck out.
3: Like my boy Brendan, dude. Yeah, yeah, Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that dude he just
0: killed it. Yeah. Fucking killed mocked o- it.
3: OTF so is
2: still much, on the upswing. So yeah. much respect for yeah. my boy, yeah. the way he did that, dude. Like, and I see more value in, in Orange Theory than in Curves. Curves was oh, way more yeah, no. Curves was pneumatic equipment set up in a circle, yeah. And their whole draw was you know it's a comfortable, non-threatening place for women who don't have any fitness experience to work out. But I saw the I saw very clearly the 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 folly in that business model. Yeah. First off, okay, let's say you do the thirty-minute workouts of their pneumatic equipment and you're consistent. You're gonna you're gonna progress to a gym. So you're automatically losing your most consistent people. So the only way you survive is off if you keep attracting beginners yep. constantly in the door. And I'm like, this is no way. It's not gonna. There's no way it's going to succeed. Yeah.
3: Well, they did and some. They did drug. some other smart things similar to like. Uh jenny craig and weight watchers where they had like the group meetings the, well honestly the accountability weigh in. why didn't they partner up with weight
0: watchers that would have been like they, the ultimate I, combo no they did, did they? Actually,
3: i absolutely i think they yeah, did yeah
0: because like them already in a group setting that's exactly what they do in weight watchers I'm, i
3: think yeah. i think they did do you, do you look, did partner up you with looked them. into buying yeah. one too adam
2: i did do I you look- remember the cost of the equipment and all that <sighs> Dude, it was it, like 20 grand.
3: Yeah, it wasn't much at all. No. It was so I looked into that. I it was also like 15
2: pieces or something like that. I yeah. also
3: I think I talked about this on the podcast right the Anytime Fitness, so I looked into that that model also. Yeah, that one I think is still. I mean, that one how well is that doing right
0: now cuz it was they're a pretty ki- Yeah, it's pretty decent franchise. No, they're
3: killing it actually, mm-hmm. man. I I actually think back and I go fuck, I should have done that thing because yeah. back when it was like 2000 and that's the one four. where you kind of have like a punch card that you just yeah, come in and go as you please. It. Yeah, it, their their brilliant. their pitch was like I think it's three or four employees can run the whole whole facility. Yep, yep. Yeah. So you
2: know now the th- margins aren't great. You don't make a shit ton of money with them, but the the draw is you don't have to be there and work. Right. Because people don't realize this when you own a gym, if you want to make money, you're there you a live lot. There. Yeah. You it's might like, as well live upstairs. Yeah, you're there a lot. Uh, I don't know very many successful gyms where the owner isn't, uh, you know, where there isn't an operator there that's fucking making that shit happen. No, that's, all the time.
3: that was the mistake of all the knuckleheads that jumped on the opening up your own CrossFit box, thinking that it wasn't going to be fucking hell of work to make good money. Yeah, yeah. you know, and then they find out that you're, you're you can't just teach the classes. Man. I think on average, I think they say it's like what thirty to fifty grand is like the average CrossFit per box. Yeah, and then like profit. Yeah, and the ones that are killing it are making like eighty. Yeah, you know. So and the and the, the dude the, for the that how much the, work the outliers are like 150, yeah, you know, like that's
2: crazy. To no, me. to own a gym and to operate a gym and make 50 grand a year, um, with all that work, oh boy, no, you could be a personal trainer and do better a, than that. Yeah,
3: you could be a personal trainer, make 80 to 100 for yeah. a company, you could work for somebody, you could go work for 24 yeah. hour fitness or
2: lifetime or one of those way and, less risk, yeah. way less. If people responsibility. Under, if people understood how to invest their money, it would be so much. People would make a lot better decisions, I think, because the amount of money it costs to open a CrossFit. Let's say it costs you a hundred grand, which is probably more than that. Yeah. But let's say it costs you a hundred grand, and then you're expecting to make, let's say, fifty to seventy grand in profit a year after, because it takes you about a year to build up if you're doing a good job. You could take a hundred grand and turn a hundred grand into more money than that in a very short, in a much shorter period of time with no work, just by understanding how to invest it in the market or property or whatever. You know, just a lot easier. Yeah, true. Dude, so yesterday I was writing another article. It's not up yet, um, but it will be up soon. And Doug suggested that I write on cholesterol. And I know I've talked about this in the past on our podcast, but just because I was writing about it, I was just doing more reading and research on it. Uh, Bro, cholesterol has a massive impact on muscle growth and strength and performance. When you look at some of these some of these studies, I'm going to go through some of them, and a lot of them are recent. There was a 2007 study showing that the more cholesterol, this is with elderly individuals, the more cholesterol they consumed, the more muscle and strength that they gained. The, so there was a dose-dependent result. So they had like three categories, low cholesterol, moderate cholesterol, high cholesterol, and dietary intake. And the more they ate, the stronger they got. Oh, wow. 2011 had young, healthy individuals one group consuming high cholesterol and the other one consuming low cholesterol. The high cholesterol group had three times the muscle protein synthesis rate of the low cholesterol group 22 hours post-training. So after now, you work out- That's in a out, healthy group too, huh? Yeah, young and healthy, right? Wow. So after you work out, you know you're, you're, the muscle building signal can be measured by something called uh, muscle protein synthesis or myofibrillar uh, protein synthesis. And this is a way to measure are your muscles building- and right after you work out at Spikes, and we talk about this all the time, well, the people who ate a lot of cholesterol, this signal was almost three times higher about a day after training. So that's fucking awesome. Wow. Then another one, which is recent, this one's in 2017, showed that consuming whole eggs resulted in much higher rates, almost double the rate of muscle protein synthesis than just eating the egg whites. So a lot of times, you know, what we notice post-workout is if you eat protein post-workout, you do get a little boost in, in protein synthesis. But everybody's talking about eating lean protein, like just whey protein or just egg whites or... Mm-hmm. nah, man, throw the whole egg in there. Throw that cholesterol in there because cholesterol is literally being used as part of the adaptation process. Mm. It helps with inflammation. It helps to repair recovery. It's the building blocks to... Sure. All your anabolic hormones.
0: Testosterone, right?
2: Uh, Yes. And cholesterol post workout is probably a good idea because another thing, too, is when you work out, you get an immediate drop in blood cholesterol, which seems to signify that your body's sucking up the cholesterol out of its blood. To utilize for recovery. I, I and wonder.
3: Repair. I wonder if the the study shown that it, it's three times it was three times more in the in the healthy groups that actually had high versus the people that are low. I wonder if that is because most people tend to run a low a lower cholesterol diet because of the shit that we've been that we've been told for so long indoctrinated. Yeah, and so then you so go and bad. you and you boost it. Um, you notice a significant difference because they are so used to probably running a lower. We
2: need more long-term studies, and now here's the thing: they are there are other long-term studies that show that like elderly people with higher rate, higher cholesterol who are otherwise healthy, it's correlated with more strength, and more muscle mass, and better brain, um, uh, better cognition, um, and less instances of things like depression. So there's that kind of correlation as well. Now that's not as clear as the other studies. But I would like to see something like that, Adam, where we boost the dietary cholesterol of a group, but then we do it long term. Yeah. Does that affect does it lose its effect mm-hmm. because maybe the liver I know how the the, the way the liver operates, what it makes your cholesterol is it'll make less when you consume more. It kind of balances it so out. So that's
3: what so what I've noticed before is that if, you know, for example, I'm I'm not really tracking, I'm not paying attention, I'm I'm not getting out a lot of meals. And then all of a sudden I, okay, I'm back to my tracking. I'm back to eating, eating well and balanced. And okay, I'm gonna ramp up my, you know, cholesterol intake either through eggs or red meat. And so that's the way I boost it. I always feel like this great surge afterwards. But then what ends up happening after a while, it seems to kind of level out for me.
2: That's a great point. I noticed the same thing, and it's not that I lose this the gains, yeah, I yeah. lose the momentum. Yes. So I'm wondering if it's if it's just a higher baseline, because what I notice, because I've gone as high as, I've gone over 2000 milligrams of cholesterol a day. I don't recommend going crazy like I do, but I'll eat chicken livers, which is super high in cholesterol and egg yolks. And I'll go up as high as 1800 to 2000. And I mean, for three, four weeks, I get just crazy strength. It's mm-hmm. like I'm taking, it's like, it's like the difference between not taking creatine and taking creatine. It's almost mm-hmm. maybe even more of a difference. I know it's that big of an effect. Uh, when I, when I bump my cholesterol, I've tested it on clients too. And they always notice the same thing.
0: Yeah. I've, I've, I remember when we were going through that challenge into to um, add in more like chicken livers and, and egg yolks, it made a substantial difference in, you know, in the performance and strength. But, and I was also wondering about that. Like, was I creating more inflammation after, uh, you know, my workouts and then, you know, the recovery process after that was something that, <clears throat> uh, like, was that ramping up like my inflammation afterwards?
2: It's a good question. You know, cholesterol is, uh, it's used to, uh, you know, with, when it comes to the cell membranes, it improves their their viscosity, which may also make them more resilient to damage. So it may also allow you to work out harder. Hmm. Um, I don't know if it speeds up the, the recovery process necessarily, but what it shows is that it does increase the, adaptation signal Mm -hmm. so it does boost that as well when i bump my cholesterol i don't notice necessarily a difference in my soreness and my you know my recovery i just notice i get strong and Mm -hmm. and it's almost like a central nervous system type of strength it's hard to explain Uh it's like i'm in the gym and i just feel like i can generate more force uh in my lifts and it's something that look vince garanda back in the day he would tell people eat 32 whole eggs a day uh, as a way to get an anabolic boost. I'm not recommending that. That's what he used to say. Mm-hmm. But back in those days, bodybuilders would often, they would go on these bulking diets. And they'd and drink a lot of cream too. It right? was full fat, yeah. cream. It was lots of liver. Liver was a bodybuilding staple back in the day. And liver is very, very high in nutrients, mm-hmm. but it's also very high in cholesterol. And this is what they would, they would eat. A lot of liver. they did a lot of full fat, uh, cream, beef, lots of egg yolks. This was how they bulk. They didn't bulk with carbs. They didn't bulk with – then they ate a lot of food, mm-hmm. but that's what they would throw in their diet is they throw all that all that stuff in and, and they would notice, oh, there he is. There's Vince right there. All
3: through competing, that was my, my yeah. staple breakfast almost every single morning. I used to go down to my breakfast spot. I don't know if you guys remember that or not, where I'd go down and I'd have a 10-ounce 10 10 ounce steak and four whole eggs, and then I'd eat another meal before – and then I'd hit go lift, and it's the best I've ever felt. Look at
2: look at look at the picture of him right there. Vince Cronin never took anabolic steroids. Yeah, he's uh, a beast, and he was shredded. He was one of the first shredded bodybuilders because at this at this point, bodybuilders would get kind of lean, but nobody would have like a full on six pack and striations. Uh, and he was a weird guy. You know, there was some stuff that I didn't agree with. Like he didn't like back squats uh, too much because he said it thickened the waist and a couple other things. Um, but his training method- methodologies, what he said about nutrition, I have a book that was written by him and you read this fucking book and it was written in like 1960 or something like that. And I read some of the shit and I'm like, holy cow, he's saying some of the stuff that we know now to be true that he was speculating on back then. So it's, it's kind of interesting, but I see yeah. you taking that vitamin D Adam. Well, uh, I'm trying to get better at it again. You know what uh, Everlywell Everly well has a I took, vitamin- No, I took their test. That's why- so, well, wait,
3: Oh, yeah, that's right. You were a little- Yeah, no, I took their test. Were you you were in the low normal range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what, what surprised me about that was I was already supplementing vitamin D. So that kind of made me a little weary. And so I've been- Originally, I was doing 5,000 IUs a, a day, and sometimes I'll bump to 10- and I just based that off of like how much sun I'm getting. And it's winter time right now, so I think these are like even more important times. So I'm taking ten thousand IUs. That's what I just took right now. But uh I took that Everly Well test, I don't know, it was a couple months ago, and uh it came back in the the lower range, and I was really surprised because I was already supplementing, which was like, oh fuck, man. If mm-hmm. I'm supplementing it right now and I'm still in the lower range, I must be really bad. So yeah, no, I've been trying to be –
2: that's why I keep it in the studio now so I can just take them right away. You know, they have uh, – Vitamin, by the way, the way you, your, your body uses cholesterol to synthesize vitamin D when you're in the sun. Mm-hmm. So it may, be a, it may be beneficial to increase your cholesterol intake while you are in the sun. But I will say this. I don't think it's because the vitamin D you're taking wasn't working. I think it's because you were fucking low before.
3: I, I would guess that too. Because
2: you know, it takes a while to get it up. Yeah, I would guess that. So that I'm, and and I <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got to oh, yeah. be consistent, right? I, I haven't
3: been I haven't been consistent where keeping it in the studio like this. It just helps because it's right in front of my face and then I just
2: They all, we also did the omega 3 test. I forgot where you guys were at on that. Remember we did the omega-3 test? Yeah, also? omega yeah, three omega-three three, I was, I was good. On that one. I was good on threes. You were good? Yeah, yeah. And you were low, then? I was low, yeah. Yeah, you want to be with vitamin D, you want to be the upper range. Um, and and then omega 3s you want to be in the upper What do you range.
3: think about the, the the two new ones they have coming? They have two new ones they have a folic acid and then they have and vitamin B. B right? I think
2: that's excellent. Yeah. Vitamin B. Deficiencies and folic acid deficiencies are uh, one of the main causes of uh, nervous system disorders in people. Where people mm. will get lots of anxiety uh-huh. and uh, have issues with the, their nervous system. Many times, uh, they'll go to a functional medicine doctor. They'll get their B's and folic acid tested, and it, and they're low somewhere, huh. or too high. Sometimes, sometimes people will take shit tons of vitamin B, thinking that they need more, and too much of it can cause problems. Although their waters. Water-soluble, you have to take what, a Have you that. noticed
3: something within clients? Like, what's uh, if their type of diets that they, they follow? That oh, v- be- v-
2: v- For sure, if you're a vegan or vegetarian, you need to test your bees, for sure, and your folic acid, for sure, because you get a lot of those from... Folic from acid me.
0: isn't the one that you're supplementing when somebody's pregnant. Yes, like, it but, is. It is, okay. It I thought is. so. That was, like, the most important... Uh, yeah, I always, like, there was emphasized quite a bit.
2: I, you know, here's the thing with testing. You know, when I get a new client... And they're asking me questions about their diet and how they should supplement or whatever. I can guess based on your symptoms and based on your diet, but the there's nothing will replace taking some tests. Like take a vitamin D test, take some hormone tests, take an omega three test, take you know test your B's and your folic acid. Uh, you know I said hormones already, and take those tests, get the results, and then you can supplement accordingly. And let me tell you something, if you're low in something and you supplement for that thing and you get it up... You will feel phenomenal. Yeah. It'll be like life and death. It'll be the difference between like good life and, and excellent life. Well,
0: duh, this is where supplementing is so beneficial. And this is what we try and stress like, like find out where those deficiencies lie, and that's where supplementing makes
3: sense. Well, this is where it's I mean, it's superior to any performance supplements that are out there. Even mm-hmm. things that we talk about like creatine that are in- right. incredible, like if you're not balanced everywhere yeah, else. Get your body in harmony first. Right. The, I think that's a, a, a better place to be first. But this is also why we like to really well so much as far as you know what a great resource to test all these things so then you can then find out versus right you know me well, telling you it's a you problem
2: that. because it, first off you have to go to your doctor you have to get you know referral to the blood lab labs many times doctors this is the this is by the way the feedback i get from people that they'll go to their doctor and they'll say hey i would like a blood panel for my vitamins and the doctor has given pushback really and they'll say well what are your symptoms i don't think you need it this that and the other and it's a pain in the ass. So people have a lot of difficulty getting these tests. I know because I'll work with clients and I'll tell them, can you get these tests? And they'll come back and be like, well, my doctor doesn't think so and the insurance doesn't cover, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. With with something like EverlyWell, which I think the it's just a market answer, it's a market response, comes to your home, it's inexpensive, the tests are not super expensive at all. Test it yourself, you don't need a doctor or anything, you could read your, they'll, they'll tell you if you're up you know, in the better range or lower range. They will even call you if you're low- or you can ask them questions if you're low to see what you can do. Yeah. So like my testosterone levels, my last one that I took were really high, and they actually contacted me and said, "Hey, if you have any questions about your high testosterone levels and whatever," I said, "Well, is it a problem?" They're like, "No, you're not so high that it's an issue," but anytime someone's out of range, we call them and, and, and discuss certain things. And I think that's fucking awesome, and you don't oh, yeah, need yeah, a great. you don't need a prescription or a doctor for it. So it's yeah, good. It's, it's empowering. It's, it's really really good shit. Speaking of you know supplementing or whatever. Uh, For Sigmatic, they're, they've changed their adaptogen coffee, so they've added ashwagandha and yulithero. You guys know what ulithero root is? No. Siberian ginseng. Oh uh, yeah, I've heard Siberian. One ginseng. of my favorite. So ginseng is one of the one of the the hallmark cornerstone most popular adaptogenic herbs uh, in Chinese medicine. Okay, but there's different types of ginseng. Chinese ginseng is the red panax ginseng, which is a very good adaptogen, but is also stimulatory. And in Chinese medicine, they'll say that it's it's yang; it's going to mm. strengthen yang. Now, for someone like me, you want that in your coffee. Well, here's the thing: someone like me, I I don't feel good on red panax ginseng or, or Chinese or, or Chinese ginseng. It makes me feel too stimulated. I don't feel good. And when I've gone to to Chinese medicine p- practitioners, they tell me that I need something that's a little more yin. That'll balance me out. Siberian ginseng, which is really isn't a an actual ginseng. That's just what they call it. Siberian ginseng is more balancing. It's more it's more like ashwagandha, which uh, for those of us who work out hard and are go, go, go all the time, I think is more appropriate. So you take that, kind of balances you out, makes you feel good. They know their shit, man. I, I, you know, the... And the, and the the amounts that they're putting in this thing are 200 milligrams of ashwagandha, 200 milligrams of ulithro. That's a lot, right? Yeah. The, it's a decent amount. Right. And they're putting tulsi in there, which is another adaptogenic. Like the dudes at Four Sigmatic, they're they know their shit. Every time they make a formulation, I'm I'm always impressed with the doses and the. Oh, you've and been the in love with them since day one. I mean, yeah.
3: that was the fir- one of the first real sponsors that we ever went after.
2: Yeah, they do it. They do a damn good job. I wish
3: I liked the taste better.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know a, what? I kind of like that. Yeah. I like that they're not. Trying to make it taste like candy all the yeah. time. You know what I mean? No, there's I, a little bit of that. I, for I,
3: sure. I got nothing but respect because of that. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, if you're if you're ser- if you're searching for something like that, what ends up happening a lot of times when when people make it taste so great is they they make it taste so great.
2: They compromise everything it, else.
3: Exactly, and you, then you get very little. Or
2: or let's or say need. that for, uh, there's a miracle, and they can make it taste really good without compromising it. They've still spent a lot of money on that. Where I'd rather have the money being spent on research and development for better ingredients and more active ingredients and that kind of stuff so i can agree with that so dude yesterday big day huh <laughs> yeah you fucking guys don't even know voting yeah wise yeah a super bowl for, for i know well, i'm not I quite excited about so this.
3: did did
0: what happened did i see so the senate was all you know went to the republican side holy I mean,
2: shit that's a big deal well no well so hold on so let's let's all let's, right i'll let you talk yeah let's it. talk about what happened <laughs> historically typically Pretty much, this is what always happens, and it's happened for the last—I don't know how many presidents, as far back as I can remember. Which would be so normally the opposite of whatever president's in, right? Yeah, a president will win. So, like Bill Clinton wins, you know, Democrats control the president, and then they control the, the you know, Congress. Then the midterm elections happened, and the and and Congress the went Republican. Right. Happened with Bill Clinton. Happened with Bush. Happened with Obama. Shit, Obama had a massive swing. You know, he won. Democrats controlled everything midterms came around the Tea Party, you know caused a lot of waves. There was this huge Republican swing in Congress and I like this because it keeps everything back I like it when it does that because it keeps everything balanced right. you, you know it, it, it teeters back. It, it gridlocks things a little bit and let me let me tell you something a government that's that fucking can just move and do whatever they want not always a good thing right. sometimes it's good to slow shit down right it balances things out. So it was fully expected. That with this election, because this is what always happens, especially with a Trump, with a president like Trump, that Congress would swing to the Democrats. Yep. Well, instead, what happened was the House, House of Representatives, that would, went to the Democrats, Democrats but yeah. the Senate did not. The Senate remained Republican. So the Democrats, I think, I think they still failed um, what their goal was. However, I'm still happy, and here's why: the House. They basically were, are the ones that approve uh, big spending. Uh, no, but here's why I'm not happy. They approve big spending bills. The Democrats, even though the Republicans like to spend money too, the Democrats love bigger government. So that makes me kind of uh, not not too happy. Um, but I do like the fact that it's going to cause a little bit more gridlock. It's going to slow things down a little bit. If Trump wants to pass more tariffs or whatever, that hopefully the, out, the House can kind of slow him down a little bit. But it's also sent a message, I hope, to the Democrats. Which How is, many
0: non-party representatives were there? I saw a few.
2: Um, most of them are running as, as Democrats. One or the other. The two, the, two, the two people in Congress that I like the most, Justin Amash um, and Massey, who are both very liberty-minded with their views, they both won. So I'm happy about that. Mm. Um, but you know, here's in terms of what's, I think, moving ahead – we're going to see things slow down a little bit, but the message the Democrats get from this, I hope what they get, is that they need to stop with their brand of identity politics. I think they're going to get that message because they should have won both. They yeah. should have. They should have swung and won both, but they didn't. And I think that's a reflection of people saying, "Hey, we're, we're sick and tired of the whole everybody's racist, everybody's sexist, everybody's homophobic, and you know white men are to blame for everything," and blah blah blah. And like, like enough of that. You're not going to win too much if you like let's focus on the issues the issues that democrats typically do well on are education and healthcare, um and they're they they do well on the anti-war message typically I think if they focus on that they'll do better but i hope they get that message that the identity politics are are well, done what yeah, do you think, think dude, everybody's he, tired of it is he running four more trump yeah. i don't see anybody touching him i you know the economy's you know killing it in some by some measures at least the measures people like to look at, like unemployment and GDP. I mean, we had 4% GDP, which was like, it's funny, everybody said that was impossible and he, and we had it. Um, he's deregulated the fuck out of a lot of market, markets, which has caused a lot of that. His tariffs are, are stupid, but whatever, he's playing this, this game with China. If he wins that game with China, by the way, if China concedes and drops their tariffs and we drop ours, it'll be one of the biggest wins that I can recall f- for a president. Economically. Like, like a big-ass gamble. He's making a big gamble, right? He's passing all these tariffs, which are taxes, costing us more money.
0: The, I mean, isn't the risk with that it could be like a really long? That's probably what, game, Probably right? what'll happen, which they tend to be in favor of.
2: What people need to realize too is that if China suffers, we suffer. Yeah, the world is an economy now. Like, let me put it this way: Do you know what would happen to our economy if China's economy plummeted fifty percent or something crazy happened? <laughs> we lose half our shit. We would. It would just. Dis- <laughs> like, it would be destructive towards yeah. us. In two thousand eight, the financial crisis really kicked off in the U.S. The whole world was affected. You know, they're a big economy. Trust me, it's not like a small you know country goes down like when Greece, whatever that affected no, people, that's but not huge. All the factories are. Yeah, you know, China's a big. it's the yeah, second powerhouse. largest. Yeah, like we don't. But anyway, yeah. it would be one of the biggest wins ever. I don't see anybody on the left coming after him. The only person I could possibly see having a uh, maybe a threat because if if Hillary ran again, that would be the dumbest thing of all time. She she'll get mopped. Bernie Sanders. Do you really think she'll get killed? Maybe. Wow. Yeah. She she has such a a bad move. She has so much money behind her, and there's such a big machine behind her, and she has control of the of the yeah they got the DNC better than that yeah. Bernie Sanders, no way. He would look like a bumbling f- fool uh, against Trump. Um, you know who I think might, might have a chance would be um, uh, Joe Biden. Mm. Joe oh, Biden. I, yeah, I'd heard about
0: him possibly running.
2: Joe Biden is brash he can match trump when it comes to the like saying and then they can have finally have that boxing match yeah, they can t- some shit. like some will he'll talk <laughs> shit the same way trump kind of does yeah. you know the inappropriate way of talking shit yeah. <laughs> so he kind of will match him on that a little bit yeah so i could cuz everybody else i feel like will be intimidated or will look weak next to next to trump you know that i can think of from the left um, but if the if the economy still keeps doing well Good luck. I don't think anybody's going to, you know, I mean, he, he fucking shook hands with North Korean, you know, dude, brought Well, isn't him that, isn't that kind
3: he, of isn't that kind of our MO as to how we've always voted is like at the end of the day whether we like him or not like him as a president if at the end of the day if our economy is on the way. It's just like Clinton. I mean, mm-hmm. Clinton got away with getting a blow job in the in the the White House and still Still, yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, I I
2: think that if if and boy, the, the Republicans did not like Bill, you know, at all. He had a Congress, but that he did, was, but he
3: did good, right? As far as financially, right? Well, he did really good financially. Yeah. So, uh, we had
2: the dot com boom, and then you know Congress fought him tooth and nail. You know, he's the guy that when at, at the you know State of the Union address is the one that said the era of big government is over, coming from a Democrat, you know, which is pretty funny. Yeah. And uh, he cut lots of regulations and stuff because of of Congress, and so we had we did have a. A pretty damn good economy under him, but uh, but we'll see we'll see what happens. I, I think I think he's he's the champ, right? It's like how do you how do you beat the champ in boxing? You have to knock him out. Yeah. You know when it goes to the judges, usually the the judges go in his favor. So here's a good here's some good news: the gas tax got repealed in California. Yes. So that's a good one. That is awesome. Yeah, because our gas is stupid. Uh, what, what, what we, <laughs> yeah. What are we spending like four dollars a <laughs> gallon? I don't even look. <laughs> I don't. Is it at 4? I know, I don't either. It's that it's painful so to fill the Denali shit. up, bro. I don't even look. It's so insane. Yeah. Yeah, but we got Gavin Newsom as our governor, so there you go. Right. <laughs> we'll probably be I'm sure he's probably going to You know when you raise just, something. You just bought your
3: new car, and like that. Did you look the electric route at all? Did you go that did you look shop around at all on that? Did r- you go with an
2: electric car? Yeah. No, because I plugging it in and doing all that, I no. And plus the extra cost. Doesn't offset the savings in the, in, in gas. So hey, I didn't. I had
3: an article that I wanted to share with you guys that would make you laugh a little bit. I figured Justin's fucked in this case, but ten Uh-oh. surprising reasons why single people are happier and healthier, according to research. <laughs> yeah, this is backed by science. Mm. Okay. Oh really? I'd, back- l- I'd love to hear this. Yeah, listen. Single single people are more social. Okay, mm. so I think we can we can see how that that it helps and affects your What's health. What's the
2: percentage of empty inside? You, you have to be more social. You have no. Yeah. You don't have any meaning. Absolutely in right. <laughs> so, right. So,
3: <laughs> single people have more time to themselves. This is important, especially today. Right? Duh. Right. Mm-hmm. Single, we need a study for that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Single people have more time for leisure. This yeah. is this is mm. true. It's another duh. Uh-uh. Single, Water is wet. Single single people report experiencing more personal growth. Huh. Oh. Number five, single people have. I'll challenge that. Single single people have fewer legal liabilities. Uh, Number six, single people tend to have less credit card debt. Sure. I feel like I'd be getting more trouble. Okay. Uh, Seven, single women tend to earn higher salaries. Of course. Okay. That makes sense. Eight, well, yeah. single men tend to work fewer hours than married men.
2: You know what's funny about- Hold on. Stop right there.
3: Uh, How funny is that?
2: These are so obvious. Married women will, will, will make less because they work less. Married men work more and make more. When men are single, we do more of the staying at home and relaxing type of deal. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it goes right into the psyche of what happens to a man when he has kids. Urgency. Yeah, right away. I got to work yeah. more. Yeah. Got to oh work my God. more. Right, right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Number nine, Single people tend to exercise more. Sure, well, yeah. uh, and then the last one: single people tend to sleep better. So you were uh, there's a lot of duh there. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. I mean, fucking then the duh, air, then duh. The Sky's he- blue. It's health. Yeah. It's uh, it's healthier, uh, healthier and happier to be single. <laughs> when you know, if I've read <laughs> so other <that's> st- the, <laughs> there's
2: some duh for you. I've read <laughs> some studies that taught that say, for sure, if you were to measure happiness in right. terms of like, yay, fun, you know, yes, for sure, if you're single, meaning. Oh, I think kids. I think they do I think they do this research. They just straight up ask
3: people how happy uh, are you? Right. And from right. one to ten. A lot of married people would be like, fucking two.
2: Yeah. but you tell, But you ask them about meaning and purpose? Kids. That's on, just, just that's mm, just cause mm, you because you love your kids. I mean, Not well, yeah, if I had kids and I hated them, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I just think a lot of people make Terrible.
0: bad decisions and then they lock themselves with somebody that they made a bad decision with. And yeah. you know.
3: I just had to come with that because people I don't I've been getting the full core press on on marrying Katrina lately and stuff. Stuff, and I'm just like, man. Why does everybody try? Why are you guys gotta fuck up a good thing? We've been together for eight <laughs> years. We love each other more than almost anybody else I fucking know as a couple. No, no, like, no. Don't no, fuck my no. shit no, up. No, you
2: do your thing, man. What don't, was it? <sighs> don't worry about anybody else. You do yeah. your thing. You you guys enjoy what you're doing or whatever. My personal opinion, not I'm not saying you should or you shouldn't. I think you would make an incredible father. Right. That's it. That's all. So if you have kids, it'd be a blessing to the world. If you don't, it's okay. We still have Adam. <laughs> you know, is, what was it goldie
0: Hawn and kirk what's that guy's name kirk russell, kirk russell? russell. Yeah. yeah like their relationship right yeah yeah they, like, they it, made that work forever right right no no totally
2: yeah. I, I wouldn't look at celebrities though yeah no i know, I know. Just, yeah, worst it's, it's like an example
0: of like i yeah, mean you, i use our own relationship as an example
3: for a, i'm like it, it's so funny about how, how how we are that way it's like a society like people think that we need to do something to prove something like if yeah. it's I'm like I don't got anything to prove to anybody. I'm I like, just going like this. I don't I don't give a shit. I, like like these generalities
0: and like people's ideas and opinions, I could give two shits about. A
2: lot of people don't especially today, a lot of people don't realize this, but this is true, 100%. The crux of society, of successful societies has been always the family. Yeah. And so inherently, we want people to hitch up and have children. Probably because we identified a long time ago that when that happens, and a lot of people do that, that's
3: how we evolve and survive. That's how because if
2: everybody's single, and first of all, nobody's having kids, or if they are having kids, no one's taking care of them, and who's going to rile in the men? There you go. And who's you know what I'm saying? Like married. Well, you
0: could bring up all those studies of like having both together, you know, planted and rooted in that family, and then how how much benefit like the kids have as a result of that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Exactly. I, I, you know, I, could make this, I can make this point that you're probably more likely, if you're single, to be more selfish, which is okay, but if everybody was like that, it might not be so good, right? Right. Yeah. right. And I tend to think, here's, here's what happened to me when I had kids. I thought way more about the future mm-hmm. than I did before I had kids. I barely ever thought about that shit. Now that I have kids, I'm like, oh, what about I know? What about like, the environment? Like the world all the... of a
0: sudden matters. Yeah, yeah. like exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, like, like you not give a shit about oh, politics. I like I voted, you know, and all that, and I wouldn't even have given a shit uh, mm-hmm. like before that. So. And I
3: know I'm fucking selfish, so that's probably <laughs> fucking hell of self. I mean I don't yeah. want to, right now if I want an eight hundred dollar pair of sneakers, I yeah. fucking will do it on a on a Tuesday just because. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where if I got a fucking a kid, I gotta put milk yeah. in his mouth, that's gonna be totally different. <laughs> hey man I, you know I feel each like, his own. I that's what it is. Feel an asshole doing the double click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it right now. <laughs>
2: That's what happens to me all the time. I'll be at the store and I'll be like, God, I want that. Oh, but my uh, kids need clothes. But yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. yeah. What are we going to do? Here's a study for you. When fathers exercise, their future offspring may benefit. They're doing some animal studies and they find that mice... That work out, spawn healthier offspring. <laughs> wait,
0: wait, wait. So you have mice that work out? Yeah. Like, how are they getting them to work out? They little, put them on a wheel. bench press. <laughs> yeah. so they That's get their fine. one modality. They put them so on a wheel. Like,
2: uh, <laughs> so they have healthier offspring than their lethargic counterparts. I bet you this is true for adults, uh, for humans as well, that if you exercise, you're probably going to do a little epigenetics going on there with your sperm. Oh, uh where your kid's going to come out probably healthier makes sense right no i think so does it make sense it's
0: kind of funny i had a a a moment with i was wrestling with my youngest and and, uh he was (laughs) he stopped me he's like you're really strong dad he's like like are you stronger than than papa like my my dad and i'm just like yeah yeah i am i am stronger than him (laughs) and he's just like win When did you get stronger than him? (laughs) And I was like, Oh my God, this is already happening. He's thinking in his thoughts, like, (laughs) when am I going to be stronger than dad? (laughs) And I was like, I was like, yeah, I got strong. And I was like, he's bigger, but that forced me to 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 work out more and exercise and get you know stronger, so he wouldn't just keep like out wrestling me. And then so it, awesome. like this wheel started clicking. I could just see it, it, you know, in his head. And I was like, but you know what? I'm gonna keep working out. So you got a lot of work to do, dude. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna squash you. Yeah, you know, until like I'm
2: 90 at least. You could see in his head. He's like, I'm gonna kick your ass. One day. <laughs> yeah, he is. Like he had that
0: eye that like eye dude, of the tiger. Like, do you like, remember? Was this your youngest? Yeah, it's my youngest. Uh, that's Such great. a cute your kids yeah. are adorable.
2: What do you remember the day that you realized you were stronger than your dad? Yeah, it was physically
0: like he his go to move. He's six seven. You guys have met him, um, and he would just use his weight to basically squash me. Right, so I, we'd wrestle, and then he would pin me down. And it was when I was, I think it was when I was sixteen. Yeah, it was when I was sixteen, and I was like working out like six a.m. workouts consistently for, and I just started football. And I was pinned down where he always got me to where he would just like lay basically all his weight on top and I just would smother me. And I just like summoned all of my inner strength and force and all at once just like used my whole body to roll him over. And then I got on top of him and then he, the look in his eyes were like, he had the biggest like like eyes looking at me, like "Oh my God, that just happened." And then after that, he never wrestled me again.
2: That you know what? That's that's exactly what happens. Yeah. That once you once the the young lion beats the old lion. Yeah. It's like they're. It's almost like it's, it's over. It's, How did you, it's you feel nature. about
0: it? I I I don't know. I felt like it. it did you felt feel gross? Conflicted? Little yeah. I was like. I was like, "Oh shit!" I was at first. I was like, "Yeah!" I threw my arms up, and I was like, marching around the house, like bragging and shit, and high in my brother. <laughs> then he felt bad.
2: Yeah, and then I was like, "Ooh!" Yeah. yeah, I just took him out. I remember the first time that happened to me. So my dad's <clears throat> like, he just has this insane, stupid strength. I mean, he 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 came in here the other day, took one of our heavy ass, one of our big heavy heavy dumbbells, and upside down. Bottoms up, pressed it. This is a guy with arthritis <laughs> up and down his fucking spine. Oh, that's He awesome. can't work. And he ends up afterwards, of course, he hurts. He's just got this crazy strength. This is the same guy the first time I, I cleaned and pressed 135 in the backyard. I was so proud. I'm like, Dad, Papa, come here. Look what I can do. And at 135, and I'm like push pressing it and barely doing it. And he fucking cleans it with one arm. Oh, man. Same guy, right? So I was just eight. Belittles you, I man. was like 18 or 19, and we were grappling. And we were doing jujitsu on the ground and I caught him in a footlock and he didn't tap and I popped his ankle and, and then I let go real quick. Yeah. And at that moment, I was like, oh shit, I just got... But because he's my hero... I was sad. Yeah, you know, I was like, "Oh man!" I like
0: that—that that is, yeah. I, I was could, sad.
2: I could beat my dad it's, now.
0: It's one of those things.
2: I was like, "Oh man, I don't know if I like that." It's like but. a passing
0: of the torch, you know.
2: It is. It is. It's a weird. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird feeling. Yeah. But I tell my kids all the time they'll never beat me. So just, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm
3: like, I'll be a hundred and still work
0: Yeah, out, I was dude. like,
2: listen, you'll never in your life.
3: I wonder what the age difference <laughs> is for, for for that transition to happen for a father who never really lifts weights like you're like you're both your dads right never yeah. really trained versus. Two dads like yourself who continue. I know to it's a
2: grand experiment, right? I'm going to find out. Well, for sure, if your sons train their asses off, they'll they'll surpass me. By the time, time they're yeah. 18 or 19, they're going to be hitting some fucking strength. And yeah. at that point, let's see. How old is your youngest?
0: Yeah, so he's five.
2: So he's five. Like, so when he's six, when he's 20, that's 13 yeah. years from now or whatever. Yeah. How old are you going to be in thirteen years? Fifty <laughs> yeah. three. Uh, yeah. I don't, I'll still I don't know how it'll Rose be. Strength. A decent match. Yeah. Look at Paul Check, dude. Hey, pa- man. Paul Check doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no. You know what? However strong Paul Check is, which is insanely strong, and doesn't make any sense. Could you imagine how strong that fucker was when he was thirty? Yeah. yeah. I, I I mean, when he tells yeah. the stories about. Yeah, it's
3: true. Sometimes he, I wonder though. He, to me, he's an example, and this is like you know, you talk about old man's strength. We talk about the CNS and all that stuff like that. You know, he. I would like to ask him that. He may be pretty close to the strength he's kind of always been at like because maintained. He's, yeah. yeah, because he's just consistently. I've lifted. talked to him
2: about it. He says he can't do what he used to, for sure.
3: Yeah, I know there's some things. He I mean, used he's, to he's do, fucking 57 well, years old. He's core, almost 60 used years old. To be
2: he 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 did a one arm press of a 250 pound strongman. So he pushed. He he held the guy up with one arm at one of his classes. It's a famous story and sometimes people oh, don't yeah, believe him, that. but I believe the guy because last year at 57 years old, he had a picture of it. He's doing walk
3: he does have a picture of it. Sure. Yeah, walking lunges with 275 is stupid.
2: 57. Yeah, that's crazy. that doesn't make any that's sense. crazy strong. Yeah. One arm pull-ups? Yeah. How many people do you know in your life that could do one arm pull-ups? He's the only person I know personally. So maybe, maybe Mike Salemian. So that's my point. If we if we
3: continue training consistently, there's not a lot of examples of people like Paul Czech who, you know, twenty years ago or thirty years ago even, started training and have still consistently trained like that, it's just now become really popular. Like how many people do you guys know that are almost sixty like Paul is? and has been lifting for 40 years like there's just oh, not there's not a lot Ma- of natural lot.
2: guys it's there's a lot of guys but a lot of them are geared up though. and even yeah. them
3: like even the guys that most of the bodybuilder type guys that were bodybuilders you know f- yeah. 30 years ago aren't lifting like they used to they don't no. they don't even consistently lift they got bellies and yeah. they fucking yeah. talk about the good old days yeah, like yeah. there's very few people that live a healthy lifestyle and have been living one for 40 years there might be some people doing 20 years 30 years and i'm sure we have people listening to this podcast that are i had to go to a reunion i
2: had a client jim who i trained for a long time who's 72 right now and he he's about as strong as he was when i first started you know when when his strength really climbed up when i trained him and i trained him for about 10 years so 62 to 72 he's about the same strength that's pretty fucking good but this guy Every day since he was he 30. swam right. You said since he was 30 years old, every single day he swims two and a half miles, every straight, straight every single night. And I used to work out my abs with this guy, and we would work out abs together. And he would murder me. His <laughs> endurance was it didn't make I used to make me so angry. He would just go forever, and I'd be like fucking. I'd be like I'd make it harder for him. Like Jim, concentrate, squeeze here, perfect your form. <laughs> so I'm like this motherfucker will be here for an hour and a half. Yeah. But insane amount of stamina and and endurance and he's been doing it forever. I mean, you know, you can maintain an insane I had another guy who was eighty three. I just I
3: just I see you, right, and you're getting older, and I see you deadlifting, still fucking five hundred plus pounds. I can't imagine you losing that much poundage off of that. Like I don't see you going from you being able to pull five fifty pretty consistently to all of a sudden you pulling 350 like no and think about how old the kid is gonna have to be before he even starts pulling numbers like that so it's i mean i would say till 25 probably you you guys would be dominating your sons until until as long as you maintain (laughs) your because then at 25 he's like here's coming peak time and if he's if he's stayed consistent since he was young and he's trained all the way till twenty
2: five. Well, yeah, he's, he he's be- already he's already far surpassed me with math skills. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, <man>. I cannot <laughs> oh, help no. him with his math homework at all, and I didn't like math. And he's a <laughs> wizard at it. So I'm, I always tell him, like, I hope I, said, I hope you know how to use Google, because you're fucked if you have any questions. You can't ask me. What's <laughs> right. your math, so?
1: Queen you by MAPS Anabolic. If you're looking to maximize your overall muscle and strength, MAPS Anabolic is the perfect place to start. With a full 30-day money-back guarantee, there is absolutely zero risk. So what are you waiting for? Go to mindpromedia.com and get started today. It's the motherfucking Qua. The eagle
2: has landed. Qua.
1: First question is from Xenia Rador. What could be the cause of knee pain when squatting, and how do you fix it? So common, so so common. We did we did a um, one of the first videos
3: I did uh, that that went viral on our YouTube channel was uh, how to fix knee pain, and it's a video of me. I think I'm, I'm sitting down in the ninety ninety position, and I have a, a a med ball. And I also did a post on my Instagram of a picture of it. So if you go back in my Instagram a little ways, this video is really good. Uh, I go into troubleshooting this. It could be caused by obviously a lot of different things, but probably the most common things that we see with knee pain, hips or ankles. Right. It's exactly you go you know as medial or more distal to the body and look for the p- potential. Uh, and hip is probably most common. I see someone's got really tight IT or just tight hips in general, uh, and or. Uh, ankle issues that are going on that's causing it but in that video we we mm. discuss all of of this. all
2: the joints in the human body when you look at a human as a primate and you compare it to other primates one of the joints that stands out the most cuz we have all of our joints are different from other primates right we walk on on two legs but one of the biggest differences is the size of our knee joint is massive in comparison to other primates because we evolved walking and jogging Long, 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 long distances. Our knees can actually take a lot of repetitive motion. Your knees can handle a lot of uh, uh, of pressure and strength and repetitive squatting and all that stuff. The problem is is if you have imbalances in how you move, if you're moving in a way that is suboptimal, it's no different than driving a car when your, your, your suspension is all off or your shocks are off and you'll notice after, over time that your tires have this weird wear on them. Yeah. If you're not moving in an optimal way, then your knees will start to hurt and it becomes a chronic problem. Now, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm completely disregarding acute injuries. Like if you injured your knee and you tore something, you got to wait until you heal before you could do anything. But if you have this kind of chronic knee pain, it's not because you have bad knees. You have bad knees because there's a problem. There's a dysfunction in the patterns that your, your recruitment patterns. That's it. And and a lot of people will, you know, she said squatting, right? Squatting is the issue. Squatting when done properly is one of the best things you could do for your knees. Yeah. Okay, it's literally one of the best exercises you could do for your lower body. And I'm not just talking about the muscle of your lower body. I'm talking about the joints of the lower body. The problem is people have terrible recruitment patterns. So then they go squat and more weight and pressure gets on the is put on the knees than than needs to be. Right. You're getting all this patellar stress. You're because your hips aren't stable, now the lateral ligaments of your knee are stabilizing when more than they should because your knee maybe your knees want to cave or they want to go out or they wobble mm-hmm. and so those ligaments now which aren't supposed to bend are flexing it or holding you steady and now you start to notice pain in those areas IT band gets tight mm-hmm. as a result of maybe weak abductor muscles and And then doesn't track
0: properly and you get stressed that the the hits right in that point in the joint and i really like your example of uh you know looking at the tires in terms of like wear and tear like if you take it down to the feet and you're going to look at uh your toes or you're going to look at calluses and you're going to look at like the amount of pressure whether it's internal or on the outside of your feet um, you know, that that's really a good indication of uh, where you're emphasizing in terms of like grounding yourself mm-hmm. into into the earth and uh, where you're putting a lot of pressure and the forces is, 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 you know, kind of being delivered through uh, your feet and your ankles.
3: You know, that was one of the craziest things that I saw change in my my own feet after hanging out and spending time with Brink. Yeah. Because I put so much uh, focus on my ankle mobility and my just my feet being active and and I was pronating really bad and on the insides of both and I see this is really common what Justin's talking about where the, your big toe if you've got this callus this really big callus on the uh, on the outside of those of the big toes it's because the the feet are pronating so they're rolling in. And it, it could be so subtle that you don't feel it or even see it, but that's a great example. You look down and you see it. those calluses have completely gone away from me. I had them my whole life, mm-hmm. pretty much, and now I don't have that at all. Oh wow! Uh, and so to to see that from the work that I put in of uh, of working on that for so long now, and to not have that anymore because even when I first started, obviously it doesn't go away right away because you know this is one of those things where when you when you find an imbalance like this. You know that means you've you've got this imbalance from years and years and years of poor patterning, right? So it's not going to be you know one or two times of stretching or working on something before you start to see the results that you want or think that the the knee pain is for forever going to go away. You're going to default to the dominant pattern that you've been doing for years. So it's going to have to be active work, which is the mistake that I think I get when I teach this stuff to clients is. You know, you you show them, you you foam roll their IT out, you do some 90 90 work in in their hips, you do some ankle mobility and, you know, short foot. You start doing all this cool stuff and you give them this like temporary relief and they're like, oh, wow, man. They're like, I'm done. Right. And they're like, oh my God, I feel so much better. I'm done. And then they stop doing it because they don't have the pain. Then they go back to, to just moving normal again, which they're normal. It, their default pattern is going to get them right yeah. back in that place. Pain
2: is one of the last signals you'll get right. from dysfunction. So once you're hurting, you you, you can pretty much realize that you're, you've are you had dysfunction for a long time. I used to love it. One of my favorite things is when clients came to me and hired me and said they had knee pain and it wasn't acute. I used to love it because I was like, right. great, I'm going to blow your mind. Right, I'm going to blow your mind and then you're going to see the value in what I'm doing. And I, through 20 years of training people, besides the structural acute issues where people actually had surgeries and stuff that were, you know, things that you can't control, I had 100% success. 100% of the time, someone would come to me, chronic knee pain, I can't squat, I can't lunge, my knees always hurt, and 100% of the time, I'd fix it. I had one, you know, client who was a a surgeon, general surgeon, brilliant, brilliant woman, and when I first, you know, did my goal assessment with her, she told me, she goes, uh, you know, I said, are there any limitations, anything I didn't know about? And she said, I I can't squat and I can't lunge. My my knees are are terrible. And I said, Well, who told you, you know, has this been told by a doctor? Yes, my my friend is an orthopedic surgeon. He looked at my knees because they always hurt. We did MRIs, and I cannot lunge, and I can't squat. Six months later, she was squatting and lunging, and she became one of my biggest referral people of all time. This woman sent me you know, seventy percent of the doctors and surgeons that I had trained afterwards, because I blew her mind, because she thought for sure she couldn't squat or lunge. And I used to, I would tell her, explain to her, say, "Look, it's not that we made your knees better. You know, I didn't do anything really to your knees. I just made your body moving away to where your knees weren't yeah. handling as much as they were before. So, look, You're here's just a,
0: distributing your force. Yeah, if um, I more appropriately. if I put a
2: lot of pressure on my elbow all day long, all day long, every day, all day long, because my other joints aren't working well." Pretty soon my elbow's going to fucking hurt. Right. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it's not going to stop hurting until I teach my body how to move in a way to where it, things are more appropriate. There's an appropriate amount of stress on my elbow. And that's what happens with the knees. Yeah. I think generally if people just
0: focus, and this blew my mind, just kind of like Adam mentioned too, is just like focusing on your feet, your toes, like strengthening your actual feet and... Um, and this is why, you know, you saw sort of a movement with you know, the minimum shoes and the toe shoes and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, there's levels and steps to, to get to that point, but, um, just treating your feet with, uh, you know, these, these drills and really focusing on strengthening, uh, you know, your feet and supporting your feet and being able to get up on the pads of your, your forefoot and, 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 you know, like treating it just like any other, uh, muscle group, I think would, would do you, man, uh, w- would be massive in terms of eliminating any
3: pain in the rest of your kinetic chain. I wish I had the knowledge that I have now regarding the foot, uh, when I was a trainer, I think I would have been so much better. Yeah. Uh, of, me a, too. A, of a trainer. Yeah. Cause
2: uh, same here. Cause I just was really good at uh, hi- correcting hip That's how I was. I, and
3: I, and so, which is important too, but it is, but you're right. It's, I mean, now, when I take the shoes off of somebody and tell them to squat, like, man, I I can tell by just the way they squat. Like, if they don't even tell me they have pain, I'm like, oh, I bet you this bothers you, this bothers you, this bothers you. They're like, oh, my God, how do you figure that out? And it's like, and you can see it all from your feet. From your it just feet. makes
0: so much sense. I mean, it's the first contact, see, right.
3: the right? It, that's where all the force is
0: going. Mm-hmm. You know, so what are we... We're, we're we're just blanketing that with a bunch of padding and all these things to kind of uh, you know manipulate and move your your feet around like you're, you're wearing these like flippers.
2: You know? It is, and it's funny too because it's like people will debate this, and I and then I'll tell them wear some squat shoes and go squat, and they'll be like, oh my god, I squatted yeah. fifteen oh, more no pounds, no pain. Yeah. Ah. it's like all you did is put a little heel underneath your foot and have a really really rigid, stable as fuck shoe. And now you could squat more. What do you think would happen if you strengthen your feet mm-hmm. to be able to do that on their own? Right, same thing.
3: Yeah. On that note, I I always get questions about like certifications and things that people, and I never remember to tell people this. And so I'll say it on the podcast now: is uh, I would highly recommend like a uh, the barefoot specialist certification and doing that. I wish I would have obtained that knowledge. Earlier on in my training career, I think that it, it sounds silly, and it but it's so uh, applicable to the, the the clients that you'll get. So that's a great, great certification. I know we talk uh, mm-hmm. a lot about FRC. I know we talk a lot about CES. I know we talk a lot about Paul Checks uh, HLC One, which I think is great, and those all are really good. But I I rarely ever mention the the Barefoot uh, Specialist one, and I think that. That uh, is got to be up there with like the top five certifications mm. that will probably benefit you as a trainer.
1: Next question is from More Jojo. If you could change one thing in the environment that would make it easier for people to engage in healthier behaviors, what would it be?
2: Oh, oh. I have an easy one. Absolutely, I have a very very easy one. You know the 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 development of the U.S. A, a huge part of our success was the invention of the automobile and our ability to have the freedom to and autonomy to travel where we wanted. But it also brought about the invention of the suburbs where these communities popped up. Remember, the U.S. was this wide, expansive place. It wasn't super developed like Europe was. So we built all these suburbs in the 50s and 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s, especially out here in the West, where you live here and there's a bunch of houses and then you work over here and you connect them with highways. And so people would drive to work and that was a you know in many ways it was a good thing economically and it, and it you know helped foster the big families and the baby boom and all that stuff but one of the unintended you know consequences of that was that people stopped walking uh as much as they did before like if you go to europe and you go to an old town or old city yeah stores shops homes businesses are all mixed so you get at it like san francisco you live in san francisco you live somewhere, you you typically will walk to the store, walk to your gym, mm-hmm. walk to work. It's like that in Europe too. And when you go visit Europe, for anybody who's ever visited some of these countries in Europe, you, you're blown away by how much people walk. Oh, it don't, yeah. it doesn't make
0: sense to drive. That's all I did in Scotland, Ireland. It was mm-hmm. just walking everywhere and it was, it was great, man.
2: It, it, so I think one of the best things we could do that is simple is when we're designing towns and cities... To make them, because here's the deal: like I live in San Jose, it I can't walk anywhere. Everything's too far. Yeah. The grocery store is even a little far for me to walk to because of the way the town is 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 designed, it's designed for houses to be here, and businesses to be way the fuck over here. I think if they redesign the towns, make it so that it's super, it's 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 easier to walk than it is to drive, where it's conducive for people to get on their feet. And not drive somewhere and go and walk to the places that they want to go to. I think that would make a huge impact on... Just because it's in your life, it'll be your lifestyle, right? it'll It'll make sense for people to walk. It's more.
0: interesting because I was watching uh, on Netflix. They had like this sort of mini series where they're bringing up like some innovations, like in terms of like so, bird and you know the whole motorized scooter kind of thing that just they dropped them off and then it was like this grand experiment, just like Uber, where they're like, "Let's see how this all plays out, and you know what what kind of you know economy we can build from this." And you know, you get like the pushback and everything, but. For the most part, most people are like, I was... All the unintended consequences of that was people found, like, businesses and they found places they never even knew existed because it it just localized everybody and, and, like... They would go places they normally wouldn't go because they're on the scooter. Mm. And I thought that was
3: fascinating. And yeah, it, it yeah. makes a lot of sense. I think we should have like this uh, built in thing to our fingerprint. So when we go to purchase food, you have to put your thumbprint on it and then it, it body scans you and tells you where your body fat percentage is. <laughs> oh, God. And, and it doesn't allow That's you. That's some to... big
2: brother shit right there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want that. And,
3: then it, and then it doesn't allow you to open the ice cream jar because you're a fucking 35% body Step fat. Step away, fatty. And that just doesn't even open. Yeah, like yeah. You, in order to access the or go through the drive through, you know you have to fucking thumb scan
2: what are are my food rations for today yeah yeah. oh Oh, fuck no food for today yeah okay i guess i'm on a diet
3: (laughs) yeah i mean i think that i i don't think i would ever want something crazy like that but i think if we actually thought like that as humans i think we would be in a much better place i think if we just thought and i try and do this all the time like allowing myself because i'm a firm believer in in balance and the you know, should you be able to have ice cream every once in a hour or have cake when you do this or do things like that? Okay. But you know, where we lack the discipline is the, like acknowledging where you're currently at with the way you're taking care of your mm-hmm. body. And so if we had some sort of immediate feedback to let you know, and I, I just threw out something totally stupid and random like that. But the point is that you know, Hey, if it was a day I trained, I'm in a deficit right now, then I then I have access to whatever. I have this variety of foods. Now, if I haven't trained, I haven't moved, I haven't done all this stuff like that, then there's these types of foods I should only be mm-hmm. eating. And so if we could tr- tr- train ourselves to think like this, I think we'd be in a, a far better we place. We have to
2: change, changing infrastructure to promote uh, people walking and moving more and changing culture around exercise and nutrition. Because right now- the culture surrounding exercise and nutrition is fucked what does the culture say with exercise and nutrition eat right and exercise so that you could look sexy yeah. eat right and exercise so you could look hot and have a six pack right, right. eat
0: less walk more and yeah, that's it the,
2: the 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 culture around fitness is it's not there is no culture around it the whole all the culture is around aesthetics and how you look and i get that and i understand that but that's driven the market so much that the fitness industry has continued to sell fitness as a way to lose weight yeah. or, or or diet as a, you know your diet as a way to look good and lo- no 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 if the culture understand that this was about well-being and that's what everybody expected and understood like imagine if people imagine if most people went to the gym and didn't expect to lose weight oh why are you here i just want to feel better and be healthy imagine if people had that expectation right. how many less people would be disappointed how many more people would treat exercise as a lifestyle rather than a let me lose this 10 pounds and get the fuck out type of attitude, how many people would look at food differently? There has to be a cultural how, shift. How well, cool
3: would it be if you were walking around with like glasses, right? And they had like the Google glasses, which never took off. And you could just at all times, it's 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 reading your body and letting you know like, oh, you're you're low on vitamin B. Oh, you're low on vitamin. And then and the other the right side of your glasses is like pictures of all the foods that provide this for geez. you, right? I mean, if we're gonna be there, dude. I'm telling you right now, we're gonna get to a place where we can have this real time feedback on how our body and if. We do that, we can help people connect to a different relationship with food. Instead of us always looking at it, it's good food, it's bad food, I'm this helps me look sexy, this doesn't help me look sexy, instead of looking at it like that, looking at it as, okay, what are th- optimal foods for my body and what my individual body needs based off of whatever it is that I may be lacking or what I haven't gotten into my diet. And if there was this constant feedback of of what you're low on as far as nutrients, and then you knew you knew how to connect what you're low on with the types of foods. I think more people would be apt to make better decisions that, you know, oh, I know I really am craving that, whatever. I'm not going to do it because I need X, Y, Z, and, I, yeah. and I'm and i deprived of that. I think more people would be able yeah, well, to make a better decision. I think,
0: uh, yeah, and I think like technology, the, what we've seen here in the Silicon Valley is as... Uh, the, these companies have grown and the demand for what they do is has greatly increased like there's a super competitiveness about um, you know driving people to work more on the weekends and like keep them uh, on campus to keep working and you know and providing whatever they need there to to kind of um, you know get the job done I think um, just immediately if if there was more scheduled uh recreational activity you know involved with like not just a lunch break but it's like we can have scheduled opportunity to lift weights uh specifically i think that would do a massive I think good.
2: that's that's going to ha- it's going to take time i think the reason why that will eventually happen is because companies will start to realize that it's the sa- productivity yeah it saves them money and the employees are more or more productive yeah, so logistically
0: yeah like yeah. that that just needs to be pushed more because i still see and it's more popular to to be plugged in and you know play these video games, do this like like have things more conveniently there, like food wise, to then just just hustle it down real quick, so I could get back to to programming. Well,
2: well, look, you know, like I said, if we can start changing the culture a little bit, we will see more people do it. Look, you go to if you go to Japan after dinner, it's customary that you go for a walk. This is part of their culture. If you, in fact, Japanese companies for a long time, and many of them still do this, at the beginning of the workday, everybody shows up at the same time. They go out in the yard and they all do group exercises. This is like a big thing that they do over there. It's part yeah. of the culture.
0: It's just accepted. We're even starting the day with the Tai Chi and all that. It's That's amazing. it. China
2: does, in China, they do that. In Europe, walking after meals is, or walking in the evening mm-hmm. is very customary. It's part of the culture. Our culture just doesn't have these things it's in not them. embedded in it. And yeah. that's the difference. Our culture, when it comes to health and fitness, is all about aesthetics and how we look. And fucking no wonder it's failing. Yep. That's a failing uh you know, approach. Formula, yeah. It's a failing formula. I you know, I'll tell you what, when 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 I got my clients to start to exercise because they liked the health benefits, the way it made them feel, and that's why they ate, they were clients forever and they'd worked out forever. When I got people who were stuck on the lose weight and fucking look hot. It was a matter of time before they'd they'd fall off the wagon. It's just the way it works. So we got to change that message and, and embed it in the culture.
1: Next question is from Connor Desmond. What do you mean by active muscles? My resistance training professor says that it is impossible for muscles to sleep. Oh, I, I picked this question because it pisses me off every time I fucking. Yeah, they're,
2: they're just being literal. I right? hate
3: yeah. I hate academia for this reason. This is what, what what happens when you go get your PhD and then you you fucking want to be so smart all the time instead of like getting the point across to people. This is I get this a lot too when we talk about. You know, we talk about this, we call sleepy butt syndrome. These are things that we've made up so people can understand what's going on to help them better understand instead of talking in fucking technical terms that are 10 levels above their reading level or they give two shits about that physiology behind it. So, no, we know that you're... You have, don't yeah, have Unless muscle. you're paralyzed. Yeah, you'd be paralyzed. I get that. I get that it's not asleep, but asleep is a term that we use to let people know that it's underactive because the proper term would be that. It's overactive or underactive. And if it's underactive, you're, we call it sleepy. It's You're your, your not firing as many neurons to that area to activate those muscles as it should be so it's working optimally.
2: It's just a way to communicate. And this is what academia did. We got interviewed yesterday by a, a PhD student who's writing for – he writes blogs and articles for other graduates and other publications, and he said, you know, how can the academia do better when it comes to health and fitness? And I told him, I said, learn how to fucking communicate and stop being so goddamn boring because this is the problem. If I communicate and I say to you, muscle recruitment patterns are off, we need to get more activation, but I'm going to lose everybody. If I say to somebody, your butt's asleep, we need to wake it up. Okay, that makes sense. Obviously, it's not asleep." What we mean is it's just not doing as much as it should, or you have a, bad, you have a recruitment pattern that's not ideal. So mm-hmm. I'm going to use some arbitrary numbers, but let's say you do a squat, and let's say your glutes are supposed to contribute 55% of the strength and power to that squat, but your glutes are only contributing 45%. That means that your quads and your hamstrings are doing more than they should or right. more than ideal. I would say your glutes are asleep, and we need to wake them up. They're obviously not asleep. They're they're still connected. You have the, mm-hmm. your, your nerves are connected to it, and it's not paralyzed. But what I'm trying to communicate is your butt needs to do more of the movement than it is for you to move optimally. That's all we mean. Yeah. So you can go back to your training professor and be like, yes, you know, fucking Einstein. It's not literal. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. It's just a poor recruitment pattern. And what we're what, when they when they say sleepy or asleep, what oh, they yeah, literally it's just mean like is like you can't
0: isolate one muscle. Like, right. Like there's a lot of contributing factors and stabilizing and, you know, isometrically, you know, there, there's a lot of factors involved uh, with that whole process. But it's like to simplify it and deliver it in a way where, you know, your client is able to understand the concept and actually produce what you want them to produce is everything.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. the bottom line is this. I don't care how smart you are when it comes to fitness and health. I don't care how smart you are if you can't communicate it. Right. You've changed nobody's mind. You've helped no one. You've inspired no one. You've brought no value to anybody. All you are is a bunch of information, and the only people that you'll bring value to are other people who are in your field who also love that kind of information. Right. You're, just, are, you're just in, proving how smart you are. You're in an echo chamber. Right. You have done nothing whatsoever. You know one of the best things that ever happened to astrophysics was Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan, Sagan. Yeah. Carl Sagan wasn't the most brilliant astrophysicist of all time, huh. but he brought astrophysics to the masses. He made it relatable and fun. He brought up an entire generation of kids who were interested in science. And you know how many current scientists and astrophysicists, if you ask them what inspired you to do this? I watched You know into the universe with carl sagan or whatever like he he you know milton friedman is another one milton friedman brilliant economist uh but he was great at communicating and brought up a whole generation of people who started to understand economics through him so you need to be able to figure out how to communicate what you're trying to communicate otherwise all that information is a complete waste and this is where the experience of training people for 20 years that's what it's given me i have knowledge but I know how to communicate it because, believe me, I communicated wrong many, many times with this clients. Been a
0: lot of troubleshooting.
2: Yeah, and it's like, what am I, you know, what am I doing wrong? I keep telling my clients the same thing over and over again. They're not doing it. Why aren't they doing it? And then I finally realized, like, oh, I need to communi—I need to sell them on it. Mm-hmm. Well, this, That's a big part of my job. This reminds me yep. of the
3: YouTube channel. I mean, the, the the hate or the shit that we get on there is always from somebody who is trying to sound yeah, smart. Technically, it's the tuberosity. Yeah, tub- yeah. Tub- the, like, <laughs> the idea of the YouTube channel is to help fucking people out, is to change their lives or to give them a tip or give them a tool to improve themselves and if i can help 100 people with that and it i don't come off the way you or i don't use the technical terms like you would like me to or you think is conflicting with the way you've been taught and you come on there and then you talk shit it's so it's so stupid to me it's like yeah. what are you contributing like mm-hmm. and if you if you think you can Articulate that better and get more people to do it. Then, by all means, do it and show me. I would right. love someone to teach me how to communicate a, a topic that I'm talking about that you don't agree with the way I'm delivering. You well, show me a better way. Bought into right, it. right, show me a better way to get that across because the way I communicate certain things it's because. For years and years and years of lots and lots and lots of people that I've tried to get them to understand, I've had to simplify that because when people hire trainers or they look up exercises on YouTube, they don't want they don't want to. They could go to a, a, the nearest library or go online and search you know, anatomy or physiology, if they want to know all the medical terms. ain't going to do them any good. No, No. it's not. They want to just help me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting that you brought the, because I I just looked at, and remember when we speculated about how people were going to use that specifically to search for things to learn, like how to this, how to like, that's pretty much, it's, I think it's at like 43% of people that are actually on YouTube. That's their sole intention is to learn something new. Mm-hmm. And so like yeah, like it's so important to be able to communicate something from an elementary level it's, and then it's get so them funny. In.
2: There there's this channel on YouTube and I'm so angry that I can't remember the name of it, but my kids watch it all the time and it's a science channel and they'll talk about like historical figures like George Washington, Genghis Khan, uh, you know, all these random individuals, but they'll do it with it's super entertaining and they communicate it to kids and my daughter, the other night, we're sitting down at the dinner table, and she's telling me all this fucking random, random facts. You know who invented peanut butter? Do you know why? Do you know that this, and do you know Genghis Khan, and, you know, 1% of people from this area are probably related to, did you, my eight-year-old daughter, and I'm like, where are you learning this? And I yeah. watch these videos, and you know why she's learning it? Because they're communicating it effectively. Yeah. You know? That's so important. It's fun. Next question is from Immortal Strength.
1: What is something that the opposite sex wears that's an instant turn-on? Also, <laughs> what do you wear that immediately turns on your significant other? Oh, I got a good one. Oh, I got something. Snap.
2: I got something right now. I bet if I say it right now, all you guys are gonna be like, "Oh." <laughs> when a girl wears long socks, ah, yeah, you with like shorts or like a bikini bottom. What is that? My girl has these long, you know, long like wool socks that go right above the knees. Yeah, and that's just jesus lord that's <laughs> that's too much you know what I mean when you see that no it's, it's I, too much no we
3: talked about this the other day that's definitely a, a weakness for sure I love the the tall socks with booty shorts. this is the time for it too this is like this fall weather where it's a, <laughs> it's a little cool it's not it's like it's, it's too just warm enough because yeah, because when yeah. it's hot you don't want like, I, I know the girls don't want to wear no tall ass socks when it's hot but when it's cool outside like it is right now them tall knee socks with the little booty oh. shorts yeah it's like you're yeah. grateful I also have this I love when my girl wears, you know, the the fitted, you know, tight type of yoga pants, Lululemon or Viore type of pants, and wears them with a badass pair of clean sneakers. I'm a sneakerhead, so. Sneakers that go with her whole ensemble, I think, is like a huge turn on for me. So if she's she's got her her cute, tight fitted pants with some fucking cool ass sneakers that go well with the fit. Yeah, like, well, well,
0: both of those, and then uh, you know, a skirt. I mean, who's gonna argue? You know, that yes. is the the best attire of all time. We don't see a lot of skirts. It anymore. doesn't. It's not popular. That anymore. was a thing
2: when we were kids. It was like that. It was, was like this the plaid. This, this
0: small window, right? And it was like, like timeless to me that that was like the style. I was like, wow, it's
2: going to be one, hard for me to concentrate today. Another one is a form fitted uh, dress, you know, like a, like a dress that hugs the body because like, like my girls, she has this hip to waist ratio that just drives me crazy. So she wear, if she wear a dress that hugs her body, it accentuates that female form. Oh my God. That's, that yeah. kills me. It now, destroys me every single time. Now, do you
3: have a fit that you put on that she's just like, "Oh, babe. yeah, oh, daddy"?
2: She's <laughs> <laughs> like wife beater.
3: Yeah, yeah, every time. I know that's yeah. the reason
2: why he keeps wearing them. Yeah. Fucking Jessica over there's uh, like, a, I,
3: a, I don't care what uh, they say. When, I love you it. He looks so handsome
2: when I wear when I wear a long t shirt, no pants and socks. Let me tell you, that just <laughs> that just gets her every single time. Oh, uh,
3: oh, a shit. suit.
2: Yeah. A suit. My girl really likes it. When yeah, it's gone. I think I think oh, I think yeah. all
3: women like that,
2: right? Yeah. I think that my girl You're loves, all dappered out. Yeah,
3: because I don't I don't put a suit on that often, and she normally comments on that. I don't know what else she really. I have to I have to ask her tonight what
0: I've, she.
2: Yeah, women tend to like One uniform, time, right?
0: Yeah, I've been, you know, I picked up on this one time because I was working around the house and, you know, I, I mentioned this story, like when I work on stuff, like she gets turned on by that, but, um, so <laughs> your
3: tool belt, that's right. Yeah, I, it was a tool belt,
0: but, but really what it was, I was wearing jeans and I just didn't have my shirt on cause I was hot as fuck. And I was like, you know, working on the house on the ceiling and over in the corner, she came home and she just like dropped her bag off and was just staring at me. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she was just like, yes, you get this, you know, and was like, tell me, like, <laughs> like, 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 I don't know. I got a, a big response out of that one.
2: So like, <laughs> okay. You know, well, right. I remember that. That's actually a good point. Jeans with no shirt on. Yeah. That is definitely a yeah. thing. Yeah. I've, I've also experienced that where I'm just have no shirt on, just my jeans. Yeah, Especially if you're doing something productive. I'm going to have to try that because I haven't, I don't know. To oh, it. here I don't we go. think I pulled dude. that look off in a Bro, long time. Bro, if I'm, if I'm doing housework with no shirt on, it's pretty much, that's, that's a done deal. Yeah. And I often will do that. When you say that, I can't help but picture the, the like Instagram little photo. little flowery yes. gloves. No, the yeah, Instagram yeah, photo where he, dishes, has the, he has the rubber gloves yeah, on. Yeah. and So I figured, like, hey, that, that's a photo. it works. One of my most liked photos <laughs> <laughs> of all time. Of all time, you know? Uh, uh, yeah. just what about, about your ha-
0: puppy in the other arm uh, and you'd have been like, break the internet? Oh, forget it. What yeah. about
2: half shirts? Half shirts are a big one. You know for, the, you for you, when you wear a half no, shirt. not for guy. <laughs> oh my god, dude, do you have those? Those like, like, what are the '80s. I'm like, what are you doing wow. wearing half shirts? Bro, bro, remember in the '80s when, when guys started wearing half yeah, shirts? the the, the, you,
0: the mesh. Thing? I would talk doing? shit, but I actually did because I would I would do that for football because like I would get so hot, so I'd, I'd like cut it right because I I had sweat like from the pads. I would so just cut it where top? the pads went. Yeah, a little crop top. Yeah, and I had like a six pack and all that. was like, man, that worked. Actually, I'm trying to
3: think the last time I heard. You know what? You know what? I know she likes. What she tells. Me it's because I I do um, when I go to the gym and work out I do put my outfit together like I'm not I I like that Justin I think mentioned on the podcast the other day about that I've said this before like something about my whole fit put together motivates me to lift more and there's something about me lifting like that. And I'm so in my zone and focus that I know turns her on. She's because she sees that she'll tell me all the time that this hot chicks will be trying to get my attention. And walking by, and I pay no attention to it because I'm oh, so man. focused on my training, and and I look good. I'm pumped up, I'm sure, and so that's You a know what a lot thing. of yeah. – I've, I've
2: heard women say before, too, is that they like men in sweats sometimes because you can see their, oh, you can their see, bulge. Yeah, you can see. I've actually you heard – You see everything. I mean, actually, my yeah. girl said I've that to that. me yeah. before, but I've actually heard other women say that about other guys as well. That's a thing. Like, you wear sweats yeah. And you can see the bulge, which is very you're
0: circumcised, yeah.
2: <laughs> which is a very. I mean, what?
3: Yeah, girls, what are you guys
0: looking at? I mean, girls are just as nasty, man. I yeah. know they just are. So we tried to tell
2: Bennett
3: that the other day, but they Dude, try to keep it <laughs> secret. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. That's all the guys said in the elevator. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah. I fucking way nastier chicks yeah. say some oh. shit. <laughs> I loved yeah, it when Chloe was like, "A lot of filth."
2: Uh, yeah, we're worse.
3: Well, you get. know that I didn't say anything uh, to him after he said that, really. But the first thing that came to mind, like when I used to teach at Orange Theory, man. I had all the cougars in there, and I would hear them like cack. Call. oh i'd walk by oh they're the, terrible oh i'd walk terrible. by the treadmills dude, and we I could, were with you in
0: are catcalling and campbell one time like, oh, no. that's geez. right because they didn't oh, know you, you're
3: friends of mine yeah they'll yeah. D- they'll be doing shit like that and i'm like dude they're saying way worse shit way uh, worse shit than oh that.
2: bro i've been when i used to run gyms because in a gym you have a lot of members and stuff i got her i've been harassed eh, at least a few times and it was always women in the 30 mid 30 to mid 40 mm. Uh, age range and yeah. I'm mean, when I say harassed I don't mean like you look sexy no no like handsy I mean like grabbing yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. saying really 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 filthy like, shit like cup check yeah, yeah like yeah, really bad shit before, where yeah. I get blush and shy yeah. and I'm like whoa that's
3: why I don't buy that shit with the guy thing dude there's fucking girls that do it too there's guys that do it absolutely and if you had to fucking measure by numbers maybe there's more guys that do who gives a- I mean at the end of the day it's about the individual right the person mm. who's like willing to say or do inappropriate shit like that it's on yeah. both fucking sides
2: it's just we're more threatening that's yeah the thing. that's I, the thing. Now, Get, I've never felt threatened. I do get that argument. Yeah. That, yeah, it is.
3: That is the fair argument. I was yeah. actually talking to, So we were talking about our good friend Kyle Kingsbury the other day. I love Kyle. And the very first time, do you guys remember this? The yes, very I first, know
2: exactly what you're going to say.
3: Yeah, The very first time that we met Kyle.
2: <laughs> he's a very comfortable man. Very, very comfortable. He's very comfortable. And with we went, so he yes, comes he in
3: the studio, he's wearing uh short pink shorts, his fanny pack, he's barefoot, he comes walking in in his tank top. First time we've ever met, we podcast with him. We totally hit it off. We're good friends. We head over to Pete's Coffee to go get coffee together. And I'll never forget this. And at this time, I've, I know about him. I've know, I know mean, the dude fucking deadlifts over 500 pounds. An He's
2: ex-pro MMA fighter. Yeah, MMA, black, black belt. belt. Yeah. yeah, I
3: mean, the dude is a badass. For sure could whoop my ass. There's no argument around that. And, you know, we're in line at Pete's. And he walks behind me, and when he walks behind me, <laughs> he drags he drags his hands across my lower back, ever so gently. Oh, man. just and it, like, and like. then he and then he leaves it there and lets it linger for a few yeah. seconds, and then he walks around. And I had this weird feeling that came you across me. He just you. I'm not homophobic whatsoever, right. but for the first time in my life, I actually felt if this guy wanted to rape me he could <laughs> he could break you off and you, the, you felt like a little threat i did yep. i never never in my life i've been around i've been around lots of gay friends and in fact i'm the type that will fucking flirt with them and be playful like that because i'm not homophobic but for the first time that i have a man touch me in a felt physical and sexual and he's way bigger, stronger, and, he faster, could, yeah. and he could take it if he wanted it you know and so uh. i was like For the first time ever, I could. I felt that I. Well, that's
2: what I'm saying. Imagine if you walk into a a room. Nervous. Imagine if you walk into a like you're 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 walking to work and you pass by a construction site and there's a bunch of big kyle kingsbury types right yeah. and they're all saying shit to you and hey you know. uh, yeah yeah you, you're not you're not thinking about the fact that they like you and they think you're hot you're thinking about the fact that what if one of them's a bad guy yeah right like they could they could you know because i've never felt threatened by these women who would grab my of course not because you know yeah. you can like, no. put you can try all you want i'll you know i could yeah. i could hold you away pretty easily
3: right like, that's there's no threat that's why i that was a that was a, a memorable moment for me <laughs> Because, you know, before that time, I have to be honest that I just, I couldn't really identify. And we couldn't
2: like, help you. If he wanted to, <laughs> yeah. no. all Justin and I could do would be yeah. yell, stop, stop, I'm, <laughs> stop! Call- I'm
3: calling somebody.
0: Stop. You know, <laughs> we'd have yeah. to watch. Yeah.
2: we have to watch. <laughs> It'd be terrible. We'd we'll have to find
0: another one of our <laughs> MMA buddies it would come down Yeah.
2: So uh, check this out. If you go to mindpumpfree.com, you can download some free guides. Uh, some of them talk about training your arms, training your core, your legs. How to burn body fat. There's about 12 of them there. They're all free. Also, check us out on Instagram. It's a great place to visit us individually. Adam's page is Mind Pump Adam. My page is Mind Pump Sal. Justin is Mind Pump Justin.
1: Hi. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com.